1: With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hopefully we're talking about a lot of good regarding Bucks basketball and NBA basketball back relatively soon. The president of the Milwaukee Bucks, Peter Fagan, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Peter, how you doing? Hey,
2: doing well. Doing well. I mean, in, in the surreal world, uh, not much to really complain about except I wish we were playing ball.
1: Yeah, at this point in time, we'd be uh, knee deep in playoffs and uh, excitement in the Deer District and such. Uh, I guess give us an update, first and foremost, as to your contact with the league, what the thoughts are. I know that they haven't made any official announcements as of yet, but I would expect there's one coming relatively soon.
2: Yeah, I would say, I mean, our communication with the league is, is, is daily and multiple, and, and John Horst, too, and I are on kind of every active committee you can imagine and, and trying to model. Uh, the reset and uh, and figure out different options to uh, to reset the rest of the season, the playoffs. Looking at 2021, and I think you know Adam Silver's kind of kept it very transparent and very on top of it, saying like you know, listen, we wish we we wish today we had the answers, um, you know, but we don't have the answers today. It's going to be it's going to be based on data versus dates um to to kind of do it but I can tell it's, it's been a lot more optimistic over the last over the last two weeks than I would tell you it was prior and, and kind of the way we you know our culture is delusionally optimistic to begin with so we we are getting set to in some shape or form you know hopefully have a rest of the season
1: is there a certain criteria that needs to be met or at least the majority of it fulfilled for the season to begin?
2: Yeah, you know, I don't think so. It's not like a defined here's our restart or here's here's kind of the prerequisites that have to happen. I think I think we're learning about that as, as every day. It kind of changes it. It kind of changes, and we're kind of thinking about, you know, much like we're thinking about our businesses. You know, what does this look like? What does this look like pre-vaccine? What does it look like post-vaccine? What does this look like for protocols? What does it look like to decontaminate and to sterilize? And, and I guess, you know, what the whole world is asking is, like, what's the tolerance of risk that we want to take and kind of expose, um, you know, everybody to, not just our players, but our coaches, but, but uh, you know, the staff and, and eventually the crowds.
1: Uh, it, now you guys got to work hand in hand with the players' association on this as well, correct?
2: Right. So, I, I, that, that's, that's has, there, has there been much pushback from players? No, I don't think. I don't think there's been. You know, the, the, the question hasn't been posed yet into into the defined shape or form. So I think, like, listen, if you asked players, if you ask me, if you ask John, I mean, there's there's one thing we all want. We all want to get back to basketball. Um, to get through, we're just trying to figure out what does the roadmap look like, you know, so we can so we can kind of clearly react to uh, something and, and and forge a plan.
1: Um, another thing I wanted to ask you was the the workers in the Pfizer form. I know that there's been some money that's been pledged, and the workers you guys have taken care of. You guys have done a lot, and but for people that don't know. You guys have done a lot behind the scenes, uh, stuff that I know uh, firsthand of some of the, you know, front office workers, the care workers that are out there, all the people on the front line. You guys have sent meals. You guys have done so many good things that people don't get a chance to hear about. And I know you don't want to pontificate about that stuff, but that's fantastic stuff, man. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, you know, I think it starts, you know, when you have ownership that, that really cares about it. I mean, they said from day one they wanted to be like a custodian, you know, of this team, which is really really the equity of of the community and and kind of state of Wisconsin. We took it for real. It's in the way we hire people. You know, it's we've got a few hundred people who every day are kind of just in their own lives figuring out how they can make everybody else's life better. So we've got we've got folks internally making hundreds of thousands of, of mask kits to helping figure out how to distribute you know, remaining food we might have in the arena to, you know, really funding some of our restaurant partners and, uh, and, and really getting, you know, our health workers and, and police and fire kind of fed, as well as big, big programs with Feeding America and the Boys and Girls Club and, and kind of really tackling what we think is one of the big needs is just hunger and, uh, and access to food, so we've been focused on our employees and and really kind of the food issue if you're going to take two big buckets that that we're focused on as an organization.
1: Talking with Peter Fagan, president of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I had uh, gotten wind that you guys were doing some stuff for some of the people in hospitals and such. And I thought, man, that a great time to get you on because it's just so good to hear of good stories like that. We tend to think of uh, big big sports entities as, as kind of the standalones. But you guys have really uh, embraced the community in so many different ways. I guess the next question is because people are going to you know, ask about the season. If the season culminates, how many games need to be played before you get to the postseason? Is there a hard number or is this just a feeling out process as far as being able to play three or five or ten games before you actually get to the postseason.
2: Yeah, you know I think the answer is if you can imagine, and, and you know Adam Silver in the NBA is, is, is so smart, so progressive. Like we're on this. I mean, you know, we have modeled every every thing you could possibly imagine, and then when you think you have, you kind of come back and say, what if we thought about this, this, and this? So. I think, it matters about, I think it matters about timing. I think it matters about kind of where, um, where we are, where we are kind of on the safety side, where we are on the testing side, where we are on the, on the protocols in and around the arena uh, to get it. So the truth is, you know, I, I, I believe, because we're in this, that if there's a chance and it makes sense and it can actually be done, like we will have in some shape or form basketball, you know, to conclude the 19 nineteen
1: twenty season. Uh, and in addition to that, now I know everybody wants to hoist a championship. There there has never been a thought about just washing this season out, has there? No. Okay, good, because I, I think everybody wants to see this whole thing culminate and, and be able to get to the end point. Does this mean that all the dates and everything that has to would end up having to be moved back? I know that free agency and stuff would begin in July, and this all has to be written in before you guys can just proceed forward, correct?
2: Yeah, I think they're, you know, we kind of call it, you know, a thousand touch points, you know, and we're not talking about, you know, making, making the arena touchless. We're talking about all the intricacies of when you change, you know, or when you change the, the functionality of, of NBA basketball, of business, of everything else, you know, it, it's kind of a domino effect. So you've got the draft, you've got summer league, you've got free agency, you've got, you know, you've got all these timed things that, um, you know, everybody's working towards a solution and kind of a rational thinking of how do we handle it.
1: How often are you in touch with the guys as far as you know what they're doing, how they're feeling, staying in shape, and and all that kind of stuff?
2: So I'd say, like informally, like we're we're probably you know in touch with them all the time. John and John and Bud a lot more than uh, than me. I'd say formally, we've had a few. Zoom calls just to go, kind of go through what's going on in the league, what questions they have. Um, you know, I think our organization is, is probably, you know, on a daily. We've got such a good group of characters that it's almost, you know, it's it's kind of fun to stay in touch with the Lopez brothers and, and Connington and Giannis and, and Bled. And everybody's got a pretty good attitude and uh, has kind of been going through this together Um and it's what everybody else is dealing with. It just happens that these guys are, you know, 20 or 30 something year old pro athletes that are going stir crazy and had the best league in the end, had the best record in the NBA and really kind of was clicking and enjoying and, and just beyond eager to, to play and, and to get moving. So, you know, we're all circling the wagons and, and, and kind of psychologically helping each other out.
1: Uh, the other thing I wanted to find out was uh, Giannis had mentioned whether or not he had a hoop and said, I don't have anything to practice on. Did he ever figure out a place to either practice or a hoop that he could uh, at least shoot on?
2: I, I think Giannis is probably pretty friendly with most of his neighbors. And at the very least, he's, <laughs> he's in a basement, you know, shooting Nerf hoop, you know, and playing. But I, I think Giannis is, uh, I think it's been like one of those weird challenges. You know, it's, it's interesting. Like, how do you how do you curb? I mean, the one thing... You know you care about and these guys really care about it, is their well-being and their health and how do you fuel them and with food and you know you don't think about a pro player is is kind of during season you know it's a 24-7 you know structured type of venture as you know you're either on the road or you're prepping for a home game there's not really many days off and and their lives have been you know kind of upside down but as an organization we've like equipped all of them You know with with their own gyms with their own our our performance folks are with them and and kind of uh virtually training with them every day so you know they're they're in shape but you know there is something to be said for being able to play basketball
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Peter, thanks for uh, joining us for a couple of minutes. Thanks for what you guys do. I wanted to make sure. uh, I know you guys don't look for a lot of hoopla regarding that, but it's been pretty cool to hear some of the stories about where food has come from and people say, oh, it's it's the box or, you know, what have you. And uh, I've had a few people that have been doctors and nurses, and they've been fed at hospitals, and it's it's been really cool. So thanks for, for what you guys are doing, and you're doing it without fanfare, but thanks again for joining us, okay? Yeah,
2: I would just say like now that you've got me on that roll, I would just say listen, we've got, you know, we've got the Bucks Emergency Relief Fund. It goes towards it goes towards food relief and and players if they need means to uh to donate and, you know, anybody who has the means, you know, in the state of Wisconsin, there are a lot of people in need and it's definitely a difficult time, so I would I would I would applaud anybody who would who would give, which is just really nice. I don't know if that story gets out enough, but this is certainly a time where um there are a lot of people in need so any anytime somebody could help
1: that's terrific absolutely there you go peter peter appreciate it stay safe and we hope to see you guys soon okay okay talk to you later Bill. thanks thanks so much there you go peter fagan the president of the milwaukee bucks and i had gotten wind of this uh through a couple friends and they said yeah you know we had food out of the blue delivered and It was compliments of the Bucks, and uh, they didn't want any fanfare. Just enjoy yourself, take care of of some of the frontline workers, and good stuff for them and good stuff for uh, all involved, and not to mention the restaurants involved. So I wanted to get that out. Peter Fagan joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.